0: ready to go
1: hey brian can we curse up
0: huh? uh fuck yes welcome to after the hype with me your host as always brian dressel with me as always chewy darso
1: hello jonathan
0: hardesty you almost missed that one
1: <laughs> close
0: and ryan james okay yeah. <laughs> uh special guest today oh man we are so lucky to have this guy here like top notch like this is by far our biggest guest on any show all right. We have Tom yeah. Ford here to talk about nocturnal animals. Hi Tom.
2: It's a pleasure to be here, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, your voice does not sound like
2: your voice. Well, I just had vocal surgery, so oh, okay. uh. you know, give it a couple days.
0: <laughs>
3: The bourgeois will come back.
0: Yeah, it's on its way. So in between doing fashion-making films, you decide to come by this
4: podcast.
2: It's pretty cool. Yeah, I decided to smoke a pack of cigarettes and come to the podcast.
4: Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, Brian. We've had Tom Ford on a bunch of times. You mean this whole time he's been the famous fashion designer? The same Tom Ford. <laughs> My name's on buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in Saving Private Ryan. <laughs>
0: Uh, so if you have not caught on yet, we have a different Tom Ford here.
3: Oh, Don't spoil
5: it. I that.
0: have to spoil it before people are like, wait,
4: what? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's legal concerns at a yeah. certain point. Maybe we can get the director to tweet out, check out this Dude. podcast I was yeah. on. No,
0: if Tom
3: <laughs> Ford tweeted about not being on our podcast that'd be the biggest our podcast ever got While
1: we have other tom ford saying i was there yeah there was a tom ford (laughs) you're completely in the legal right see we have a list of tom ford's we need to get on the podcast
2: (laughs) you were third i'm sorry yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) but yeah when we uh when we
0: used to work together when i heard his name i'm like oh that must get annoying and then we had this episode come up i'm like oh i
2: could be annoying (laughs) And now you all get to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, this is perfect. And he asked that we get all of our good Tom Ford jokes in. I'm like, all right, we'll be doing that the whole episode.
1: <laughs> uh, It'll be entertaining. <laughs> that's going to be just the whole episode. Well,
3: I'm doing on Instagram right now, Tom Ford joined us to discuss Tom Ford's nocturnal animal. <laughs> Completely accurate. <laughs> uh,
0: but before we go too far down that whole rabbit hole, which we will, I promise, <laughs> uh, let's do a quick where have you been doing. Uh, I will go first. Uh, I'm a little behind the times here, but I finally powered through and I finished Iron Fist. Uh, The end is good, right? You're not wrong. It's uh, the final, like eight through 13 are not bad. They're not very good, but they're not bad. Like they they finally kind of cash in on what the show should have been the whole time.
4: Right. And we talked about this. I think the uh, difference between you and I enjoying it was I powered through it in three days and you took your time like you're supposed to do with a normal show. So by the time I was done with it, I had already forgotten about the bad uh, first half of the season, yeah. and you had to sit on it while you waited to watch oh, another one.
0: And it is so rough. Like, yeah. the, and th- I was talking to somebody today. Today's free comic book day. They're recording this. So I was talking to somebody while in line at one of the huge comic book lines, and he's like, well, is it just good at the end, or is it just better than the first half so you just feel like it's good? I'm like, that's a really good question. I honestly don't know.
4: <laughs> well, uh, I enjoyed it through the whole season, so I would yeah. say the ending was actually good, and I think they did a great job tying Daredevil season two to The Defenders. I, I feel like they could have done a better job. They absolutely could. Like,
0: have. That was my every single step of the way. I'm like, well, that could have been done better. Yeah. Um, but they did have a really good uh fight with somebody doing like the drunken style, and that was really cool. Oh, I love that scene. Um, they they have some really really cool things in there. But I feel like if you were to go to like a, a fan site, like what do I need to watch of Iron Fist, and just watch what they tell you to watch, you'll probably do better than spending 13 hours of your life watching it. Fair enough. Um, but by the end of it, like they they explain why Danny Rand's such a. <laughs> character and like he doesn't feel as terrible as he did throughout the first half but right. you still have to watch all of that right to get to where it makes sense and that that's where it's just like they they shot themselves in the foot this they, is clearly marvel's first big misstep
4: they don't really let the audience know that um that the world is aware danny rand is not a very good iron fist until about two-thirds of the way through the season yeah and then you're like oh, wait, he's not really the immortal Iron Fist. He's actually a, a deeply flawed character, and he you know, probably doesn't deserve this power yet. Oh, it's, this is like a hero's journey. Then you're like, oh, okay, you kind of got to buy in. Yeah,
0: I just wish I didn't learn that in episode nine.
4: Yep. <laughs>
0: like, if that had been, if the very first episode had been him escaping Kun Lum and people going like, wait, what the hell is going That would explain more, but the first episode is him showing up going, I used to skateboard in the lobby of this building, and it's like, what? Now I'm the immortal Iron Fist, the most (laughs) powerful fister in
4: all of the galaxy. So
3: you're just on the same level as everyone else in the show. They should
4: have called the show Mr. Fister. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like... Mr. Fister. I would have watched that. I'd
3: read that comic book. (laughs) But
0: no, it's like... The fact that he's the same showrunners doing Inhumans does make me very worried because I don't Ugh. think this guy's the best storyteller.
4: No, I'm not looking forward to no. Inhumans. Which yeah. is
3: really disappointing because there's such great material there.
4: There is. There's a lot of great stuff there. and I. There is, and it's not a tone that Marvel has ever put on screen. They could exactly. have done it with Fantastic Four. They could have been doing it with Thor. It's like this yeah. higher uh, uh, nobility, high family. Royalty, like yeah. Royalty, yeah. yeah. and Royalty. And then, high fantasy isolationism yeah yeah Yeah. it needs to feel like lord of the rings
3: kind
0: of yeah yeah they'd be like the elves yeah they'd be very much like the elves like that sort of like family yeah yeah (laughs) but uh yeah
4: i I agree i don't think they know how to
0: and they might know how to do it. They're gonna choose not to do it because if they do it, anything like they did in Agents of Shield is like that's not the Inhumans I want to watch. No, uh, Agents
4: I- of Shield did a good job of feeling like mm. the uh, like t- I think it's 2014 or 2015 uh, Inhum in- Inhumanity run, where it's sure. like the Terrigen got released and the humans felt more like X Men than ever before. So yeah. that is what the tone the Agents of Shield was going for,
3: which is not the Inhumans that I like.
2: No, not no. at all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's them um. replacing. Mutants within humans. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they can't use mutants, might as well use in humans. Because exactly. we're yeah. the same thing, right? No. <laughs> <Marvel's>, Marvel <laughs>
4: suffers so much no. from that. If they were yeah. able to put the scroll in the first Avengers movie and yeah the, uh, the X Men, you know, they would be doing killer. Yeah. Um, not that they're not. I mean. Right. Oh no, they're yeah. totally failing though. yeah Well, let me keep this train rolling. Yep. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy last night. And I will tell you that I really enjoyed it, uh, but I did have to adjust my expectations a little bit, kind of like I did with Force Awakens. Where I'm like, okay, this isn't like some uh, top-notch filmmaking here. This isn't going to be nominated for any awards, but it's a super fun ride the entire time.
0: Uh, I'm going to ask a question. This is non spoiler territory. You don't have to press forward 30 seconds or anything. I've heard that it sets up a lot. Does it set up things like Iron Man 2 style, or does it just kind of set up things for greater guardian
4: stories or is it all like here comes more marvel uh it's hard to say what it actually sets up because of james gunn okay like you could have watched the first guardians of the galaxy movie and go oh he set up a howard the duck movie and obviously not sure um it does definitely the post-credits sets up um uh the first infinity movie okay so but it
0: doesn't like waste screen time of the actual story Setting no, up other movies. Not at okay. all. So it's it doesn't so do the good. it doesn't have the Iron Man 2 problem. It's like no. Avengers
4: is coming, Avengers is coming. Nope.
0: Oh yeah, whiplash. Nope. This is a, <laughs> definitely a
4: standalone movie with a serious villain. And then at the end of it you get some semblance of what the conflicts and the relationships are going to be for the first Thanos movie.
0: Okay. That doesn't really bother me. I, I'm I'm more on board to see this in
4: a couple of hours. Yeah. It, <laughs> and
0: when Chewie, John and I will go see it. Right. <laughs> yes.
4: It's absolutely self contained. You don't have to worry about being like, Oh, I need to see that next movie right away. Okay. Perfect. Oh, cool. Perfect.
0: Uh, Chewie, what about you? What you been doing?
3: Uh, On Tuesday, we sat down and watched Free Fire. Yeah! Um, (laughs) Nice. And I really like Army Hammer, which has just been a true statement since I first noticed his tall, statuesque self in the social network.
0: When there was two of him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
3: And it's not even so much for his statuesque look. I just think he has great charisma and is a good actor.
0: He has amazing Um, screen presence, and no one really knows how to use it.
3: Everyone just keeps talking about how pretty he is. I'm like, yes, he's very pretty. Da 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 da. This man has got charisma. He's got comedic timing. He knows how. He's just a really talented actor, and it was fun to see that both being used in Free Fire. Yeah. Uh, it's an ensemble cast, which is I'm not gonna go through all their names. They're really uh, great. Hammer, Army Killian Hammer, Killian Murphy,
0: Brie Larson, mm-hmm. oh, man. Moore. that guy
3: from District <laughs> Nine. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, Shelter Copley. Yeah. Yeah, but lots
0: of people in this. It's fucking
3: fantastic. Yeah. They make they make <laughs> nice fun one. of how pretty Army Hammer is, while he gets to lean into it and be his funny self.
0: Oh my! God. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin, kind of ruin one line. It was in one of the trailers, so if you saw it, it's not a total spoiler. But Army Hammer gets shot. Everyone gets shot. That's not a sport. Yeah. like that everyone is part of the shot. plot. Okay. But yeah. about halfway through the movie, everyone is on the ground because they can no longer stand because they've all been shot too many times. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're just moaning yeah. and
3: pulling themselves around.
0: The first time Army Hammer gets shot in the shoulder, somebody yells from the other side of the room. Ha! I bet you thought you're too handsome to get shot, didn't you? That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's such a great movie in the way that it has humor during its terribleness. It's such like it's a great illustration of dark humor that i haven't seen in a while where it's not as absurd as most uh, dark humor movies like to be where they they make it absurd so then it's okay to laugh at the terribleness this one's not so absurd you're literally just watching these people make mistakes and be human in the 70s where there's no cell phones
4: wait are you talking about nocturnal animals No, <laughs> too soon
3: uh but it's and it really it feels like it's real time it's only about oh, it an, it's hour an hour and, and half, 40 yes. minutes. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything. It's one of those movies It's all about the interactions, the characters, and the dialogue. And it's fantastic. And I highly recommend everyone go see it because it honestly doesn't have that... Wide of a distribution right now.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's it's kind of a tough one to find. But if you can, like, oh, it,
3: it's it, a great shoot 'em up movie, and that, that director, was uh, is not like the movie Shoot 'em Up because uh, Shoot 'em Up the movie was <laughs> absurd. This one's very much more real, but also funny at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah, Ben Wheatley is very his his film trajectory has been pretty interesting to watch. I think uh, yeah. I saw his Kill List um, many years back at AFI Fest, and that was very very interesting, and has all that that violence but a lot of dark humor woven throughout it i'm excited to see this
3: everything that happens in free fire makes sense like this is real like this could happen i'm not questioning the physics of this moment which i really appreciated
0: yeah i mean i'll be i'll be this is high up on my list for best of the year like this was the first like real contender i've seen this year that's like yeah that that's easily going to be in my top 10 it might be in the top five like we'll Such see a well made movie yeah it, i could not speak highly enough about it and it doesn't have that greater reviews i think it has like a 65 on metacritic but it, it just because well,
3: it, it's not the bombastic shoot 'em up that people want
0: first half of the movie has no music like yeah. it's like the whole like the action sequence is played for just it, it, it it's not really actions it's people in a room firing guns at each other it's so good i don't want to keep <laughs> yeah. i don't want
1: to ruin anything i'll stop talking did you have anything else to add? No,
3: that was my worry I've been doing. All right,
1: John. What about you? Uh, not a whole lot. Been just pretty busy with work stuff, but uh, I've been playing some Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, because mm. um, they have that free trial now, where up to level, uh, what was it thirty, is free. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and since they don't, there's not like a, a, a cumulative level. You basically, whenever you get to thirty of one of the classes, that's where like it's capped at thirty, and then you have to pay for more. So, theoretically, you have all these things you can do without having to pay for it so it's been a really good like trial just to kind of test it out and i kind of like it it's got some Interesting things that like WoW doesn't do or ESO doesn't do. I the know it was a long time ago, but back when we did our uh, Dark Souls episode, Tom Riffle talked <laughs> about
0: uh, playing that game a lot, and he loved it at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's pretty fun. And uh, he saw me playing it, and <laughs> I immediately got a text being like, "What server are you on?" Get on it, and so we we, <laughs> we figured that out. But it solved a problem that like a lot of MMOs have, where it's like you just roll characters because you don't feel like playing the same class. Yeah. You're stuck in a class at the beginning. Whereas this, is, it's just like, well, I have. The lance, I am now lancer class. I switch over to my, my sword, I am now warrior class. And then you develop that class up and there's, you know, it's, you're very flexible in what you could do. You could put points into all the classes and just spend time in them. Okay. So it's a, it's a much different way of doing it and I kind of like it better. Cool. Because yeah, I, I have one character only. I've only had one character. Whereas ESO, I have like eight. Because it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing the long sword anymore. But I put all my skills into that yeah where it's like i just switched the costume or the the it's based off the weapon so i switched the weapon and now suddenly i'm doing you know a different class or oh that's really cool yeah and it's it's very interesting and it looks gorgeous i mean the ps4 looks gorgeous yeah so yeah they're, they're doing good stuff over
2: there yeah uh tom last but not least um, I guess I've been busy designing my hobo fashion line coming out in the spring. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've been playing a, a lot of Overwatch lately, which nice. uh, I, I bought in December. It was 40 bucks, and I have probably put about 70 hours into it now. So, it's Really yeah. fun. It's just a fun shooter. I, I haven't been really uh, used to the MOBA type of aspect of team building and exercising, so that's been a learning curve, but it's fun. It's, you, it's just enjoyable. Did you get to participate in the Uprising kind of PVE
1: event? Yes. How yes. was that? Because that was kind of a newer thing.
2: Yeah, it was a team base, so you're just at the behest of the people that you get grouped up with. Some are smart, and some are not. And <laughs> you, uh, But on the low difficulties, you it was pretty easy to win, and then if you moved up the difficulties, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the AI changed, like, they would dodge attacks rather than just stand there. Um, but it, it was fun um, for what it was, but by the end of the event, I was kind of done with it. Okay. So, Do you participate in, like, the meta-narrative of it, the whole, like, you know... <laughs>
1: Uh, Hanzo, Hanzo, you're like you're you're a Hanzo main. Oh. Do you do that sort of shit?
2: Uh, well, I I've probably played the most with Lucio. Okay, and I play with the supports because I like healing other people. So. Uh, I don't know because once you start getting into the competitive
1: circles, they get really aggressive about which character you play as. Right. And Hanzo oh, yes. is not a not a favorable one. Widowmaker's not either. I don't think.
2: Well, if I see like a uh, Hanzo and Widowmaker, which is like two snipers <laughs> in the same <laughs> right? quick play game, I'm probably gonna just step out and come back five ten minutes later. But yeah, you know. I usually
1: like to play as Ana, the sniper healer, because yeah. that that was actually like a support thing, and you could yeah. kind of hide and just keep healing your team from just a secret area. And I thought that was kind of a nice twist on it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then the grenade and all that other stuff that you add. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I really like that every character is unique in terms of how, you know, you can attack or defend with them depending on what their role is, so.
1: And I imagine, like, if you stop playing for a while and come back, it just still feels like you've, you've never really left. I mean, apart from skills, right? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, it'd be like riding a bike. You can ride yeah. a bike, but then, like, maybe two days later you'd be fine, I'm, I'm sure. I I don't know. I haven't really picked it, da- put it down yet. You know, oh, I, nice. I bought Mass Effect and I bought... Kingdom Hearts and uh, both of them have basically been shrink upped so far. <laughs> you're,
0: you're not missing a lot with Mass yeah. Effect. It's pretty so. easy to put Mass Effect down, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm, I'm refusing so to put so it sad. down. <laughs> I will play will that get game. <laughs> I got,
1: st- uh, previous episode I mentioned I got stuck in some geometry and I haven't come back. <laughs> and so it's been about a month. Wow. And, uh, painful. I will
0: finish that game. Yeah. <laughs> it will or, be fun. It we'll so me. sad yeah. <laughs> as
3: a wife of a gamer to come home to Brian just watching him play mass effect and not having fun. Yeah. After all those years of it being the best thing in your life and now yep. you're just like now it's just holding you back. Thanks
4: yep. EA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been uh ruining my dreams since Spore.
0: Oh my god. Ugh. The first yep. real disappointment or modern disappointment in my opinion. Yep. Um but <sighs> I think it's time that we move on to today's episode because we've been talking for a while. This is a long, where have you been doing? I guess we've all been doing a lot.
3: Well, I thought I kept mine short.
0: Well, you didn't.
1: Because of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> it was a We've tired. also we've also doubled up on episodes, so there's been time That's where true. we haven't yeah, actually yeah. hung out. Yeah, we, we haven't seen each other for Armie
3: a while. Army Hammer might have if he ever listens
0: and Speaking of Army Hammer, let's yeah. talk about nocturnal animals. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, in I a, thought we were done with the podcast for a little where bit. I'm like
3: <laughs> Army Hammer, how how young are you compared to Amy Adams?
0: <laughs> He's young enough. Uh so to cheat. Really quick, uh, this movie cost n slash uh, a. Thank you, Box Office Mojo. Uh, it made ten million and then made another eighteen overseas, so ended up around twenty eight to thirty ish million. I'm gonna guess it cost uh, less than that. Uh, it, it,
2: with cast maybe, yeah. Th- cast and costume. I'm, I'm
0: just because it's Tom Ford. I'm guessing they spent a shitload on the fashion. production design in this End movie. Quarter? Cost a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, they, they spent money on this thing. Cars. Uh, yeah, but yeah. But as far as like actual, like, uh, would it cost as much as, say, like a special effects heavy film? No. no. Army but,
3: Hammer is younger than all of us.
2: Uh, I thought so, yeah. He's 30. not that well, much younger. Way to give all of our ages out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so that, that's really all the numbers. It, it had m- decent reviews on uh, pretty much every site, uh, it won a couple of awards, uh, it was nominated for more yada 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 so it's time for a breakdown 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 um tom are you ready for this tom are you Uh, ready to break down my
2: movie yeah since since you made the movie right yeah well yeah exactly (laughs) uh i have a lot to say about this movie i think uh i could probably sum it up in maybe about five words though interesting five
0: words man so you have 30 seconds to say five words Mm -hmm. i'm intrigued i want to explore this idea later we'll talk (laughs) later about this yeah okay i
2: will probably expand afterwards but
0: okay well you have five words in 30 seconds all right so nocturnal animals 30 seconds here we
2: go 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 all right so amy adams reads a book uh well she reads the book from her ex-husband uh and uh her family marriage is kind of uh right in her face and she has this rekindling with her ex and uh she falls in love with the book, kind start of uh, starts to fall in love with him, and then they don't go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good enough. I yeah. Mean, it's yeah. A yeah. <laughs> I mean, on it's the surface, big. those are, things happened. Yeah. You
0: quite literally could have stopped after Amy Adman reads a book. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> that, that. That is
3: part where a lot of people have not enjoyed this movie.
0: Yeah. So that was uh, that was phenomenal. Um, so as these things go, uh, you do get a chance to make fun of me now if you would like
2: to. You get one free shot. Hmm. Um mm. your beard is incredibly long and I want it. That's an odd it's insult, but I'll take <laughs> it. I Mark,
3: can't insult maybe people. It's <laughs> maybe it's a threat. Yeah, like we, he's going to shave your beard off
2: later. There we go. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. yeah we we yeah. bring on one of the nicest people I've ever met and ask him to insult somebody. It's not going to go very well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your beard is a beard. Oh no. <laughs> Fighting words. <laughs>
0: uh okay, so here's the deal this movie like the the hype for it was really kind of like tom ford's making another movie and that was kind of it
4: did his first one do well i was not aware of it It was
0: very very critically Critically. acclaimed uh i'm not sure if it won anything i mean your first one tom yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) uh it was a a single man it was a fantastic movie
3: beautiful just emotionally wrecking
0: (laughs) yeah it really it brought kind of like i see he has a theme I yeah. can't watch it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, he's <laughs> really he's not the guy who made Nicholas hold a thing, but he definitely helped his career. Um,
3: oh, he's one of the reasons why I call him overly pretty boy is a yeah. serious man. Yeah, or like, a single, man. A single
0: single man. man. Yeah, very different movie. I know. But, <laughs> um, uh. but no, like that was the movie that kind of put him on the map of like, oh wow, this fashion guy can make movies. Like mm-hmm. holy shit! And then he didn't make another one until this, and this one was like, oh wow, so he can still make movies? Question mark.
3: He definitely waits until he sees it or finds a subject that he wants to delve yeah, into. Yeah, that's
0: I true. Think. This feels like a weird choice. Like it books does. In cars? Bars? Yeah. Like, uh, this, no. This...
3: No, I don't think so. Why? Well, in one of the things you had me watch after we watched the movie, a Q&A thingy, where he talks about how when you write a book, you're writing about yourself no matter what. Sure. Uh, and... He probably has that in this movie a little bit. I don't know much about Tom Ford. I know he's a fashion designer. That's about it. With that statement from him though, and the way he depicts Amy Adams in her career as a person who does art, which is very close to fashion. She definitely is in to the high fashion aspects of art. Like, there's probably some of him that he feels in her character. Sure, yeah. Whether, I don't know how happy he is in his life. I assume he's happy with his life. But even when you are happy with your life, there's things you regret. And her character is all about regret.
0: Oh, yeah, her character is regret personified. Yeah. Uh, so he
3: probably felt something within her when he read this book.
0: Yeah, uh, the the one thing that I find interesting is how much he's willing to talk negatively about his film even when it's still going through like promo things mm-hmm. and he was apparently very open about things he did not like that he chose to do in this movie which I think is very fascinating like hey go see my movie keep in mind this stuff sucks <laughs> uh, but he felt that he the whole movie is essentially about revenge um, mm-hmm. which is it's really kind of the plot line of um, for the stuff that Tom wasn't able to hit in that 30 seconds she was married to jake gyllenhaal who's her ex-husband um they get pregnant and instead of staying married or whatnot she goes and gets an abortion uh, she without, never tells him that she's pregnant. without she never tells him pregnant didn't tell him she's gonna get an abortion takes army hammer to go get that abortion and then he doesn't find out till he sees her at the hospital in army hammer's arms and that they don't really say but that ends the marriage um which is horrible and it's very sad and it's terrible Um, so they say the movie is about revenge in the way of she never believed in him as a writer because he was too romantic and wanted to be the starving artist. And she was unwilling to, she was unwilling to put in the time and the effort in that relationship because like her mother told her the finer life she couldn't live without, which is sad and it's depressing and it's hard to watch. But the revenge in the movie is essentially that he proved to her that he can do it and that he doesn't need her and he's moved on. Uh, and the problem that he found was that he leaned a little too heavy into the symbolism of this movie is about revenge. Because he felt if he didn't say it so often, and there's even one point we walk through a gallery and there's, and a, there's big, a picture of revenge. Yeah. There's a new yep. painting that just says revenge. <laughs> it's like, OK, so he hit that a little too heavy. He's like, I feel like that should have been something people kind of clued into on their own. And I didn't tell them
1: as flat out as I did.
0: And I can never agree with that. I I can't agree with that. I I would
1: forgive it because the word revenge was fractured. (laughs) I
3: mean,
4: like,
1: (laughs) what's that? I
3: completely appreciate that because (laughs) that's an artist realizing I didn't trust my audience enough while I was making this. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, he'll correct that in the next movie. I'm sure he'll make another one.
1: Yeah, I think he will. But for its inclusion, it's it's still worth, it's interesting and still worth looking at. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's there for the people who don't quite get it. I mean, perfectly honest, I wasn't
0: thinking revenge the whole time I was watching uh, it. I don't know why that wasn't just the thought process of where I was at. But after I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's what this movie and is. And that,
1: that was me too. I didn't you know, didn't immediately go to the revenge angle. But as soon as I saw that picture and they had a moment of just like, stop, recontextualize what you're doing with this movie in yeah. your head. And that actually kind of made, like helped with the back half. Yeah. Pretty much.
3: I don't think I I would have clued in on the revenge just because once we got to the abortion part. Okay. i would have
0: at the ending of the dinner the dinner where he stands her up i'm like oh that's what this was
4: mm-hmm. you thought he stood her up yeah i think he's dead that's a very that's popular a theory, theory. On yeah. the
3: internet, that he committed suicide before the dinner
4: absolutely because uh it uh every other beat along the way the, the real life follows the symbolism of the uh book and at the end of the book he's dead so at the end of the real life i think he's dead too see i
0: i think uh, i agree more with the theory of that is him letting go of the shackles if you will that he had of her relationship could uh, be so that version of him is dead and gone and now he's moving on to live his life I mean, could the, be. Bu-
3: the book that he sent her is totally symbolic of his mental state right yeah like because when he sees her at the abortion clinic he's looking at her inside of a car with another man in his arms and in the book when he loses his wife and daughter it's the same thing of him just standing there staring at his wife and daughter in a car in the in the arms of other men not willingly yeah right being stolen from him like his entire life was stolen in that moment where he realized i lost a child i didn't know i had a child and
4: yeah wait i have a serious question where did amy adams daughter come from then army hammer yeah she so oh they had been together for like sixteen years or whatever 19. 18 years yeah okay cool mm-hmm. yeah they say
0: nineteen years so that I imagine makes so much more sense
4: yeah the the funny thing is like the so but that actually does implicate that she had an, a child with Army Hammer just moments after having a, yeah. a Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal's she's abortion she's probably just really fertile for yeah a that's there. crazy uh, I didn't catch on
3: but yeah so we had the symbolism of the abortion happening the exact same way he loses his family in the book.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's definitely the way that he felt it happened. Yeah.
3: And then later on his character screams, I should have stopped it. I should have stopped it, which is exactly how you would feel at the end of a relationship. Even if you're still in love with the person going, I should have seen things happening. I should have fixed it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's totally an emotional journey through the book with him and, she whether or not she realizes it starts to finally understand things from his perspective which she probably never did before oh i'm sure she
0: just thought that he was a child like an overly emotional child who just couldn't get on with life and although she loved him for that she knew she couldn't spend the rest of her life
1: with it so she never got the idea of looking at it from his point of view and the book definitely did well it was an interesting depiction of reading which you know you're not used to seeing in in film where it's like there was a lot of her projecting onto the story too i felt Oh at, well, yeah, because like, the,
0: the the dad is Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. like the just that, el- and then the mom is we mentioned this before we start recording. The mom is Ilsa Fisher, who in real life gets mistaken for Amy Adams all the fucking time. But which is also an interesting yeah.
1: thing is like she's in the story, but she's not like she's yeah. she's sort of herself, but not like there's a, that sort of projection where it's like I'm in this all around it but i'm not that character like I, I'm, I'm in denial of me being yeah that character. exactly yeah but not totally like not that, totally yeah and I, was, I found that to be the, probably the most interesting once i kind of realized the casting thing i was like well where is this, this oh, oh 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 okay yeah cool it was a smart casting choice like that's one of those like oh man good job <laughs> and i i think that's the thing that stands out to me the most after it's all said and done is just the relationship between the you know ourselves and the and the the book the right the written yeah. word the the content we consume even now and of as we're not reading like even if we're watching the movie we're projecting onto it yeah and i thought that was kind of neat that back and forth relationship and not necessarily author intent more of like i I felt like it was more of her putting herself into this absolutely no i totally agree uh the Uh, sorry go ahead
3: even like when you're a writer you tend to write about yourself which Mm -hmm. is true but then when you're a reader even if it's not something like young adult books that purposely make bland characters for you to see yourself in you will still see yourself in whatever character you're reading
0: yeah at least at least a little bit like like very rarely to
3: attach yourself
0: into the story Yeah, it's kind of like a horoscope yeah yeah exactly yeah you kind of want to be the person that you're reading a little bit like even if you're reading something horrible it's still kind of like that's kind of how you get
1: yourself into the book mm -hmm. escapism exactly it's interesting how the relationship is different between us and the books we read versus the films that we watch and that, that two-way, like, that conversation is very different. And the movie does a really good job of that, where it's like, the books feel more intimate, because that's just how those are. But the film, like, the film is so cold in its yeah. execution. And sometimes, I feel like that's kind of how we approach movies, is i very much more cold.
3: Well, they use that in the movie, actually, because yeah. everything in real life was very black, white, and gray- and then the book. Well, there's a was, lot of like reds,
1: like blood reds. Yeah, in but team. like yeah.
3: intense cold colors. Yeah yeah, 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 even those yeah. reds are cold. Feet. Yeah, they're not
1: warm colors, but uh, it's like. But even ben, everything is at a distance. Yeah. Character but, face. Yeah. We see her poor. Like we see more of people just staring and like.
3: And when, when we get into the book version of the movie, everything's in the desert where it's very hot, very yeah. Auburn and Van Dykes, almost I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about characters here. Um. We we've been kind of dancing around uh, Amy Adams for a while now. Uh, Amy Adams, who's you know our show is a very big fan of at least
1: historically, we just need Mm. to get shirts with like Amy Adams fan club like that. We 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 need to start that. We started Torch Club. We'll start the Amy Adams fan club. (laughs) Uh, John, you said something interesting before we started, and
0: I I think you're right. I I don't think she has a bad performance left. No. Yeah, I agree. I mean, time will always tell, you know, maybe she'll get one of those jobs where it's like, eh, I need a paycheck. But for something but, where
1: the premise is Amy Adams reads a book, <laughs> how can that be so goddamn compelling? Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Because like, we, we are seeing her basically
0: destroy herself and fall in love with a man who she's not talking to because of a book he wrote, all while basically saying nothing and just sitting there she every a, now and then, like in a bathtub or on a couch. Looking at a book, sad, closing the book, and then moving on to the next scene. But there's but so much emotion in that sequence. You're she just...
3: how empty her life is. Yeah,
0: exactly. But she does such a good job portraying that and showing that. And God, that scene where she's uh, she's talking to Army Hammer on the elevator and uh, what floor? Thirty-one. And she's like, "That's not our normal floor." He's like, "Yeah, you should have seen the scene I, the scene I caused." Uh-huh. And they get to that floor, your floor, madam, and just that look on her face of like, "Fuck, I'm right." Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> that realization
1: of yep, he's cheating on me. I knew it. <sighs> Fuck, and there's nothing you can do about it because that's the world they lived in. Right? And I, ha- I mean, I half expected to not say anything, but the fact that she did, and it felt like she was speaking through a, like a molasses like yeah. layer. Like she didn't call him out. It was yeah. just sleep well. Yeah, sleep it's well. like get some rest. Every like,
3: character, oh! <laughs> every character they show in her world looks like they have something that they're hiding from. Or just trying to, to deny that bothers them. The girl <laughs> that at the dinner party who's like, you know, you know, you can get used to loving to being married to a gay guy. Yeah, and she's married or, to Martin Sheen, right? Yeah, yeah. Right?
0: Um, Does, is that his name? Did I get it right? I forgot
3: now. Martin,
0: Martin Sheen. We'll Michael see. Sheen. Michael Sheen. Is that it? Oh, okay. I get
3: them mixed up.
0: I, I'm just bad with names. Michael Sheen. Michael, Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember Martin Sheen. <laughs> um,
3: but so yeah, so she's like denying that i mean of course it's upsetting to be married to a gay man you can't tell me it's not yeah like there's there's love but there's not like love love there and oh yeah they're all empty
4: people and then
3: you get to her i don't know if it's assistant or co-owner or whatnot of the gallery play it was
0: an assistant but yeah
3: i forgot her name jenna malone uh and she clearly sounds like she would like to be at home with her daughter right and but she's trying to cover that urge up by being like look i can watch her on my app i'm like but you don't actually sound that happy yeah. about it. You just said that you hate your nanny. Like so they're all like stuck in their little world where they feel like if i just look amazing at all times i'm definitely happy. It's like no you're not. None of you are happy.
0: Yeah. And it's weird cuz i've met personally i've met people like in sort of like the fashion world and some of them can be very happy people and they just love what they do. But you got to imagine just like any other walks of life there's people there who fucking hate it. And this movie does a very good job showing that people like I can't quit because then what do I do?
4: Oh, they yeah. said it. They, there was a line in the movie about yeah. it. It was, uh, nobody likes their job. Yeah. Nobody's happy in their career. Something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, this the, is when she was talking to the one, the, um, not Martin Sheen. Yeah. Michael Sheen. The wife of Michael Sheen.
3: But she had the good point of like where a lot of people and Amy Adams says, I feel so ashamed that I'm unhappy. And she's like, no, don't. It's all relative. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for us to look at people that have everything and then be like, how dare you be unhappy? But it's true. You can be incredibly unhappy with your situation and feel just as stuck.
1: That's where the phrase money can't buy happiness yeah. comes from. It's funny because these movies t- keep trying to warn us of this, and yet we don't listen. Yeah. I want my money. Yeah. Well, We,
3: <laughs> we don't too- want our money to be rich. We just want to be able to afford a house and a kid.
1: Right. And healthcare. care. Topical.
4: Uh, uh,
3: <laughs> if I get a kid... Well, good thing we're adopting because all those pre-existing conditions won't matter as much. That's right. You yeah. won't have
4: any if you adopt. Yeah. <laughs> they'll all already be there.
3: Oh my God! If the Republicans secretly want to get more people to adopt, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah.
4: There you go. Yeah, let's yeah. not give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move into the book people a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is where this is my jam. Yeah, like
0: this. Th- there's a problem that I've been. Uh, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts, basically to kind of see what I shouldn't talk about because. That's the nature of our show right. um, and everyone who talked about this movie all had the same complaint and it, after watching the movie, I fucking hate them all. Uh, okay what is it uh, They didn't like the movie almost unanimously all like the nerdy movie podcast do not like this movie because the story of the book is more interesting than the story with Amy Adams and I'm like, yeah, but without Amy Adams the book does
4: not exist and they work together. Perfectly, they do. Yeah. Sure, I, I I have no problem with that because the book is hyper real. That's exactly. the whole point. Yeah.
0: yeah. So like I would, I just want to see a movie of the story in the book. I don't want to see anything else. I'm like, yeah. we
3: saw both. Yeah. We saw <sighs> a multi layered narrative. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's And
0: it's like by having the other, the other one is that much better. Like, yeah. To be
4: honest, when I started that, when they started the book. I wasn't sure, and I'm sure this is the the point, but I wasn't sure if it was something that had actually happened to them in their past and maybe led to their divorce. You know, where that's like yeah. the
3: trailers definitely made you think. That's
4: cool. Yeah, yeah I definitely the, didn't yeah. watch any trailers for this, so that that sounds really cool. And but then the moment he finds th- okay, so there's a short period between the moment he finds them dead, where it totally loses me, and I'm like bullshit. This is awful. Until Michael Shannon shows up. So there was only about 15 minutes, but. And I'm not even sure if it's that much, again. but yeah, yeah.
0: Man, Michael Shannon's good in this movie.
4: I feel the way about Michael Shannon that you guys do about Amy Adams. Oh, oh, oh he's no.
3: an amazing actor. No,
0: I totally yeah. agree about Michael yeah, Shannon. Yeah. He is phenomenal and absolutely. He made Zod like a new, refreshing, cool character. Yeah,
4: in a movie that did not need to do it. Like, yeah, he's so good. His whole his face expressions in this movie just killed me the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I love him.
0: And just the end of the movie where, uh, or the end of the story in the book. Where he has lung cancer and he is going to die, like he knows it. Yeah. There's no way he's going to say. And that point, like all the things he's doing are very illegal. Yeah, and he just doesn't care. He's like, what are they going to do? I'm going to die anyways. Yep. Yeah. And he, Michael
4: Shannon's the shit out of it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just
0: so good. Yep. But his character, like even beyond that being good, his character is so compelling. And like the first, I want to say like two scenes with him, I'm like, this is the guy who was up for an Academy Award. Like, yeah, I love Michael Shannon, but he's not really. And then it just gets better and better and better. And you see how much personal investment he actually has in it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the
1: beginning, he feels very detached. It's kind of like, yep, this is the job That's got. one thing I kind of noticed is like, you know, he's really too... in Like, it was an offhand comment I made when we watched it. It was like, he's too into this investigation somehow. And it's like... And I think that's maybe the problem is that the bridge between the, the two types of movie... Yeah. It's a little shaky in the beginning. Yeah. And once, once that relationship really solidifies... But that's... Now that I think about, it, that's the relationship we all have with books. In the very like first maybe twenty, thirty pages, sure. it's, it's yeah. a very rocky start yeah. to a book. And I guess you know that just changed my opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I think I think it works better thematically that way. That I, as a viewer, had a harder time getting into that second movie, or that second that second story, until we got further into it. Until she started getting wrapped into it. Yeah. Even well, more. I don't know. Uh, that, that relationship the, got a lot stronger for what you guys yeah, were saying. Yeah. The abduction
0: sequence is still one of the hardest things I've had to oh. watch. Oh. A long that was time. stressful. Like, that was in, well done, Tom. Like, that was oh, a very yes. that, was a <laughs> that was a coup de grace, the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's,
2: there's
3: so many moments where you. That's why
2: people can, were like saying they want that movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 You,
3: you see so much maturity in the way that that was uh, portrayed, specifically, like, when they're in the car. I love it when he's saying, That's why I love West Texas, because there's no one here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And then when they get past the car And the daughter gives them the finger Like I've had that moment But I remember when I was young And I wanted to do that And they'd give them the finger And then your parents are like Don't do that And you're like why What are they going to do to us And then you're like They can do a lot to you.
2: Show (laughs) your kids this movie if they're (laughs) so
5: off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to see what can happen? This can happen. Don't be (laughs) willy nilly with
3: that finger.
4: (laughs) This is a great time to lead into my my new favorite character actor, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Holy shit! Totally killed it. My god,
3: psychopath.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like oh my god Like, and he nails every aspect of the character of just like being yeah. like the super angry like redneck guy yeah. who's horribly threatening while saying unbelievably nice things and like, totally oh.
3: believes himself we're like I might be okay everything that's gonna happen to you is because of you where he yeah. says later if you hadn't have said that I wouldn't have done that right there's, oh. there's this
0: trajectory that entire that entire speech of the like if you say you're gonna cheat on, you say I'm gonna go fuck other women I'm gonna go fuck other women you say I'm a rapist well now you're getting raped it's like this makes sense to you, and like you yeah. can see, it makes sense <laughs> to that character. Yeah. And it's just like, I, as a human being, I'm like, what the
4: fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's so hard to watch. Well, you know, it. It you learn everything that's wrong with him when you see him taking a shit on his front porch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, he's yeah. got a toilet outside. That's fine.
0: But yeah, him winning the Golden Globe for this thing it makes me more annoyed that he wasn't up for the Oscar. Like he was yeah. so
1: so good in this movie. I'm sorry, John,
0: you were about to say something. I had to steamroll
1: you. No, no, it's fine. It's just his acting career is very interesting. And that there's a a lot of times I'm like, Oh wait, that's him. That's Quicksilver. That's the guy in Anna Karenina. That's, you know, kick ass. ass." Yeah. Yeah. Like then you start going back to all these ones that you've seen him in and you know, you've seen him in. It's like, Holy crap.
3: Godzilla, don't forget. Yeah. And no. Godzilla. Godzilla,
0: everybody forget. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love the movie. He's the worst part of it. Through no, no yeah. fault of his own. No. But, he does a great job with what they gave him, but they gave him nothing. Well, when no one directs it. They him, both are. I mean, yeah. Quicksilver
3: <laughs> and Scarlet Witch are both the worst in that movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not their fault. Yeah. No. Not their fault. <laughs> but look. But still, <laughs> it, his career is very interesting to watch because there's a lot of him, but then you're like, this is really good. Yeah. How do I not follow this? How do I not follow him? Yeah. I, I will watch anything
0: with him in it at this point like he's that interesting I mean, he's doing like a, some like uh i don't know i think it was an iraq movie or something like that coming out soon i'm like, the, uh, the the wall isn't it yeah, yeah yeah i'm like that doesn't really look interesting to me but i'll watch it because he's in it no yeah. yeah, i enough. might not see it in theaters but i'll watch it
3: kind of like i'll watch anything with army hammer in it which makes me sad i haven't seen uh, man from uncle yet yeah we should watch that yeah.
0: mm. army hammer
2: and superman i'm in
0: yeah. <laughs> um tom what do you think did you have a favorite character in any of these worlds or anything you've been a little quiet
2: yeah i have been a little bit quiet uh well like you said aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, you know, phenomenal performance. Uh, I I, I got to say, I, I did like the uh, detective guy who who's uh, dying yeah. of lung cancer. Yeah. Although there is the trope of him coughing about a third of the movie and then, oh, okay, he's dying. Yeah. Because nobody coughs in movies unless they die. Yeah. But, <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. So. I like that they yeah. took it further or he starts throwing up. Yeah. Crucial yeah. moment. Like he's definitely dying yeah. and hands the gun over. That's he has great. Yeah. No <laughs> radiation affecting his body or something.
0: That, that was a, I love that sequence of just like that. Here, hold this. I'm going to go throw up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like.
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a lot of unique ideas, uh, but also wrapped up in something familiar, I guess, in the movie. Like, the concept of a stick-up with two guys and one of them sick. Like, I haven't seen something like that. And just even characters just reading a book, and that's yeah. the main through line. That's the, the bookends of the movie, if you will, is her reading the book. Yeah. Like, you know, I haven't seen things like that before.
1: I feel like anyone who, sa- who says don't write passive characters should watch this movie and then go, like, F off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. you can do it well. There's a point it, it to it. It can sometimes. be done. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's a it's a rarity, but when done well, it it's very very intriguing. Like they, it, they nailed it in this. Um the the other thing that I thought was really interesting and really well done in this movie that I, I really everyone talks, Michael Shannon, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Amy Adams. Jake is fantastic in this movie. Oh, yeah. Really?
4: I was a little let down by Jake. Really? Yeah. I thought, it was like, oh, he's just Donnie Darko again. I mean, he played the different characters well, and I have uh, I did a, a press junket with him, and he's not that character in real life. He's very normal, you know, human yeah. being. He's not very quiet and, and weird, but I guess aside from that, I've seen this character out of Jake Hall so many times. I didn't need I, to, to see it at rehashed.
0: I've seen it before, but I, I'm not really saying that the one character's been the other. I think it was the duality of the two vastly different roles in this movie, but you still get that it's the same guy in both of them. Hmm. I think that's kind of... I think that's more interesting. So the fact that he plays like the starving artist writer guy and then then you see the book and you see how he sees himself. Right. And like I think that's what was really interesting because you can totally see how that guy thinks of himself as that guy. Right. And that performance alone I think was phenomenal. Whereas I agree with you like if you just look at them separately it's like I've seen him play both of these roles together. True. But I think he did such a great job making them tied together. That it elevated both those performances, yeah.
1: and it's not necessarily fair that he has he you know is working with Amy Adams and Michael Shannon. See, that, I think that, that's, and that's the other up. thing. He was, and he held up, but like I think that the but yeah, easy to kind of dismiss that that duality he did was very yeah. nuanced. He was definitely layered. the one straight
4: man in this whole movie, like and yeah. well, it's kind of two different straight men, you know, it's, which is kind of interesting. So yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's tough to steal a scene when you're in a scene with Michael Shannon. Right. right. And like that's been true of his career from the beginning. Like you go back to like some of those ones he was nominated for a long time ago, I'm forgetting the name of them now, but like Michael Shannon's been amazing from the start. Yeah. If you guys
4: haven't watched Boardwalk Empire, his character yeah. is my favorite oh, in that amazing. show. Yeah.
0: he came into my Starbucks once when I was in Chicago, and I comped his coffee. And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause you're you, man." Yeah, <laughs> you are you. And he just gave me a look like, "Okay," and then he walked out. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, and when yeah. that's
3: one of the reasons he's such a great actor. It's because he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I don't think that man has much of an ego. Oh,
4: and then when he tweeted, it's really hard to pee in these flippers on the set of Superman just like blew my mind. <laughs> 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 it's so good. He loves trolling people too. <laughs> he's just got this
0: really kind of dark twisted sense of humor. He absolutely and does. Yeah. This role was perfect to show that. Yeah. Like just
1: everything he did in this like every time he shows up I'm like oh I'm more excited for this scene now that he's in it. Yeah. And I think to to backtrack a little to Jake Hall, I think it yeah. is kind of a thankless task to be the the victimized hu- husband or the the kind of the Straight the guy, man. the straight man who yeah. suffers this kind of thing, because you get overshadowed by the act itself, the criminals themselves, and all that. And just there's one scene where he screams at the guy near the very end, where it evoked like this Nightcrawler thing. That same yeah. movie, I was, right. I got scared of Jake. That's the problem, and the it was last really thing I great. I saw him was a Nightcrawler, <laughs> and yeah. I thought that was a great moment. Just that it was like it was such a, a stark opposite to his kind of holding it in in the real world. Yeah, because like, we've only ever seen him just kind of hold it in and be like, oh yeah, okay, fine, whatever. And to see his kind of id kind of break yeah, out a little bit. Yeah. To see bit, him yeah.
4: go from the guy who uh, finds his uh, you know dead wife and daughter and go are they okay, and oh. to, to that yell yeah. Oh, that, that seems rough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's even more rough later when Michael Shin tells him how it happened. Yeah. Like the, and that oh, whole the,
1: the whole scene is constructed like a, a a fashion setup almost in the way that the bodies are laid. Transitioning yeah. to the young daughter. Oh, big time. Very, oh. very magazine spread. Well, vi- it was such a great... It was familiarized to the, so the beginning, beginning sim- of the movie as well with the... Uh, yeah.
3: symbolic of Arcane purity history. in the garbage of the world because yeah. their skin was clean. completely wha- clean and white yeah. on a red couch, which symbolizes sin, yeah. surrounded by burnt trash. Yeah. Like that was a, like you said, a total like magazine quality spread. And it's Tom Ford is... Brings he, out his fashion thing in the films in it, a great way. He has an eye for design. Yeah. There's yeah. no denying
0: that. It's probably <laughs> but,
4: a great time to bring up like how well they actually handled that these that these women were raped and murdered, too. Because um, yeah, they, they cut straight... I mean, they never actually showed any sexual assault on camera. They show uh, a little, a bit. little they, bit. They like show
3: Blurry dream sequence yeah.
4: thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that one. But even when they're abducting the girls... Uh, they don't really go too far.
0: And that's like, as I'm watching it, that's, I think that's part of why I had that pit in my stomach the whole mm-hmm. time. I'm like, yep. I do not like, I, maybe when I was in my 20s, it didn't bother me as much just because I was more detached and a bit of an idiot. But now, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, I just, I don't need to see rape in movies. Right. I, I get it. Even if it's motivated and it makes sense for the story and it's a great movie, I don't want to watch and
4: it. And it used to be shocking and it's not anymore.
1: Yeah. Now it's just like, ugh.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah, I I don't, just don't, don't rescue me. It's
4: stressful yeah. it's
1: <laughs> agonizing <laughs> and it's not fun yeah like
0: like, there's nothing there's almost nothing artistic in it anymore for me to be like i just you can do it better and this movie did it the best way possible where you know everything that happened it's unbelievably difficult to watch and it's gut-wrenching but they didn't have to go and show you all of it to make it be all those things. It's, yeah, exactly. it's Hitchcockian. It's a yeah, lost yeah, art. Yeah, yeah And yeah.
2: Actually, that, uh, the, the score I felt was very like classic sixties violins orchestra, same yeah. sort of vibe was a yeah. Hitchcockian sort of movie. Yeah. And so. the,
0: um, kind of similar, um, this is another one of the things where we were watching just kind of like behind the scenes stuff and that sort of thing online. Um, and we found, uh, a guy who kind of went through everything of like the things you didn't see in the movie, which I always kind of find interesting. Um, the couch is the big one the first time that he has her read uh his one of his books and she tells him that it's good maybe she should take a break is the same couch that the guy in the book finds his dead wife and daughter
4: on. oh that's good another one <laughs> i I moment. caught was um yeah. when they first meet again in new york they're standing outside of a car dealership and in the window is the car that the guys the yeah. gangs were driving yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like there, there's little that things. That car so pops
3: up like three different times. It does. Yeah.
0: yeah, but whenever something horrible is about to happen to Jake Dillon Hall, yeah, it's
4: that car and that car yeah. is there.
3: And that car is green and yep. then she wears the same shade of green yep. on her in her dress uh when she goes to dinner. Yeah. The, the
4: image dinner. the imagery and symbolism is um my like highest it? point for watching yeah. this movie. Absolutely, like even yeah. above yeah. Amy and uh Michael's performances.
0: Yeah, uh, everyone's great in this movie, but there's a way the the Something about the way that you slash other Tom Ford make this movie um, <laughs> that he just has such an eye for like the design and yeah. just like the unfolding of a movie that it, it's, I don't want to say it's unparalleled, but it's rare. You don't see that right. very often. And I think because he doesn't try to pump out a movie every other year and he's constantly a filmmaker, but he only does it when he finds, as Chewie said earlier, the story that speaks to him something he wants to tell. It makes those that much more special, like that much better.
3: And his being a fashion person, he just has the confidence to make bold choices because that's really, if you want to get noticed in the fashion world, you got to be kind of crazy. You got to make stuff that people won't necessarily actually wear, but love to look at. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the guts to do that in movies these days because for a lot of people it pulls them out Mm -hmm. or it doesn't feel appropriate to the thing or they don't get the symbolism. And it's so a lot of movies, especially movies that want to make money just don't do it. And it's yeah. great to see him do it.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you look at the how the movie starts, it's completely opposite of like what Hollywood would normally do. Like these women, they're beautiful, but they're big. They're not you know Hollywood they're, beautiful.
3: They're free. They're moving. Yeah. exactly. They're that, naked. There's, an, there's another
0: thing
2: that we saw in that video. It's uh, the uh,
0: and apparently just, the guy who saw this video was talking to the, one of the guys who made it was talking to Tom Ford about it, and. He nailed it, apparently. It's that the women in the opening of this movie, which uh, I have one friend, I won't name him on this, who started the movie. He got it as like a screener for the Academy, started it, watched about three seconds of the opening, went, This is going to be too artsy for me. I'm out. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, I call. will say, I yeah.
2: did because yeah. a- I was watching it on the subway. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I but like, that's I a didn't shame. here. Yeah.
3: Because the rest of the movie isn't like that. But when you watch the movie, the symbolism of the beginning makes sense.
5: Oh, yeah.
0: So the symbolism of the beginning that apparently was supposed to be meant, at least what this guy said and Tom Ford said, oh, you're great. I love you, was that these women who are not the standard of beauty, they just straight up aren't, I'm not trying to be an asshole, I'm not being a dick, but you look at a magazine, you will not find these women. And that's pretty much any magazine. These are just very,
2: if very do, they're going to be photoshopped and curved down. Yeah, yeah. These sections are very, gone.
0: Exactly. These are large women with big bellies. They have scars. And they're
3: they have, not restrained. Yeah. They're, they're not fitting into the mold, but they're also free, like, yeah. living it with it. They're but, enjoying yeah, it.
0: but they are the happiest you could ever see them, and they're just dancing stark naked. And the idea is that these women are free. Like, they just... No cares in the world. They love life and they are doing whatever the hell they want and they want you to do it too. And then you watch the rest of the movie about a woman who is trapped mm-hmm. and could not be any more the opposite of free. Yeah. Right.
3: I don't think they ever show her character outside. Like when she meets Jake Gyllenhaal in the flashback, yeah they're outside. Mm-hmm. But when she's married to Army Hammer, she's always behind glass
0: yeah i think yeah yeah yeah, for the most part yeah which adds to the porcelainization of her skin Mm
1: -hmm. too especially
3: like even when um when she's reading the book and she gets pulled out because a bird hit the glass on her window or whatnot and she gets up and she looks like she wants to go and help the bird but she just stares at it from behind the glass touching the glass. she doesn't go outside
4: yeah that's good i didn't catch that one that's good it's really good yeah i wish uh Tom Ford would make some music videos. Tom, go make some music videos. <laughs> you I'll know, talk to Michelle Gondry. Yeah, yeah, you should. You oh my God. <laughs> you would get up right on that DVD collection with David Fincher and Michelle Gondry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I do, like I said, the cinematography was so fantastic the lighting, the colors, the symbolism, the parallelism, but there was definitely something lacking in some of the writing and directing to me. I don't think it was in the directing. The writing, a little bit. I'll agree with that. Or maybe the editing? The, the editing the was. Maybe a little the,
3: bit. It took me a bit I, to get used to the editing. I would say the editing yeah. was
0: probably the strongest thing. Because the writing, I don't think. I, I would disagree with that just because of the duality of the two stories. That's a big part of the writing, and I think they pulled that off. Um, some of the lines are a little wonky, but again, I think that's just kind of what they wanted. Um, I mean, there's something that threw
4: me off about it. The there,
0: there,
1: there
4: is a thing. There is a thing that... Well, it's the th- the melodrama threw a lot of people
0: beginning. off. Yeah, the melodrama from one usually throws a lot of people off because melodrama is not a very common thing these days. Right. But I think you hit the nail on the head with the editing. The editing was an odd choice. Um, and I can't really say what it was about the pacing, but like...
2: It was a very abrupt one with switch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a
3: small jump cuts, the ones that like ne- don't necessarily feel necessary.
2: Right. Make it, you feel more on unease when you watch yeah. it. But yeah. you're not sure why. Which, so it's, it, yeah.
4: well, it's good, but and I'm I'm like in tune with that. Like I'm very comfortable in the realm of unease and being thrown off by production techniques, but I I don't think they nailed it.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, I never recovered from that horrible scene of the kidnapping and the rape. I, that initial thing I never yeah. I never recovered for that stress so then for the final punchline to be just that it's just I'm gonna stand you up at dinner like there, there's yeah. kind of this feel like the punctuation it ends on feels weird and you know and I, 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 it's harder to put into words see I, I kind
0: of I would disagree just because I think that final punchline is a fucking devastating blow because when she was going to that dinner mm-hmm. that was her escape she yep. was finally found a way out of this bullshit life and she's going back to what she wanted, and she was excited. She she took part of the makeup off. She'd done herself crazy done up like she had for everybody else for this one. Then you see her take most of it off and go way more subdued and look like herself again. And she was excited, and she couldn't wait, and then he stands her up. So, that was the best like hit yeah. possible. But it's so subdued, and it's not played up like most movies are. Like It didn't have this great crescendo. It was more of a just, huh. I mean, and it's that was the I best experience. way to it's do it. It's
3: violence without violence. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and it's real life. Like yeah, that yeah. I, I yeah. mean, everyone Probably.
3: always talks about being ghosted hurts more than anything else. Yeah, and that's what he did to her. He ghosted her.
0: That was the mo- like that was devastating. Like I love the ending of that. Fuck, I love it. Like it's perfect. Like yeah. that. Is, that was the best way to get back at her, because you can't do anything too dramatic. You can't fucking kill her. It's real life. Yeah.
3: How do you How do you get back? Th- at a woman who gets an abortion, I mean, I, I will never vilify anyone. That w- It's every woman's right to get an abortion with whatever. But from his perspective of him not knowing that she was pregnant, him killing his child, like I, cannot, I have sim- some sympathy for that. And how do you get back? Because it is her right to do what she wants with her body. Absolutely, and this yeah. is the only way he could fathom that he could get back at her.
4: And that's why I think he killed himself, because there's... And not only because he's such a romantic and, like, such a writer personality that that would be the ultimate punctuation, but that is the ultimate way to get back at her, too, is to make her fall in love with him again and then be gone. I, I don't think... That's, I don't think he was
0: that...
3: He had to create something to take away from her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think... I don't think that he was that...
4: I'll use the word for the movie. He wasn't that weak. She thought he was weak. I don't think he was. That might be... Well, I, that's that's interesting because it's one of those things where like that might not that's not a weakness suicide that's a making a point suicide no, but the, he's trying to hurt her not like be done with his life but I don't know but just taking the the classic
0: line the best revenge is living well yeah that's what he did that's true so I think he wrote the book he made her fall in love with him again got her hopes up and then see ya yeah
2: so how many other girls did he do this to? <laughs> like how many dry runs did he have? <laughs> 19 years worth yeah <laughs>
0: Once I get it right, I'm going to really fuck over my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think it's time for quotes, quotes, quotes. Good. What if all right. he
3: was the guy in bed with his her daughter? He didn't see
0: oh, his that, face. That would be the ultimate revenge. That would be the most fucked <laughs> up. He didn't see his face. Oof. Uh, all right, I'm going to go first. I I'm. I would not be surprised if most of our quotes come from the same guy. Uh, I'm, mine's from I Michael Shannon. I was stupid,
3: Shannon. and I didn't write down my quote, but um, I will try to remember it.
0: So mine came from Michael Shannon. Uh, and it's right after uh, they found w- two of the guys who had kidnapped and murdered his uh, his wife and daughter, and they had to wait for the trial to get them on there. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to do this. He's like, all right, so what's going to happen? Well, you're going to wait for the trial, and I'm going to go find Ray. Yep, and then he has <laughs> this smile that's just like, oh, he's so excited to uh, find that yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs>
4: the smallest hint of a smile. Oh, it's so good.
3: My quote is also from Michael Shannon. Okay. Uh, but uh, sh- to me, showed more of the... M- layeredness of his character uh where they're sitting down uh and where you find out that he's got cancer right uh and he's trying to eat something and uh, Hall goes don't you have a daughter and he says "Da da yeah and i forgot where and she's like well are you gonna are you gonna go to her are you gonna talk to her and he goes why she doesn't know what's going on like <laughs> he just that's not the g- exact quote but you can just see it on his face so that moment where to him that's not a joke to him, that's saying, I don't want her to know I'm dying.
5: Right. I don't want yeah. to make her
3: feel bad. She'll find out later. Like It's just his way of coping with the situation. Yeah. And I thought that was a great character moment.
1: He has a lot of them. Like, I'm going to go find Ray. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go. Okay, it's uh, from Aaron Taylor Johnson's character. And it's uh, probably the scariest line that he delivers for me is, uh, it's fun to kill people. You, of all people, should try sometime. <laughs> yeah, And just that whole conversation is fraught with tension and just the fact that I don't know in moments where someone unveils their like true character in media like that that's yeah. usually for me on a deep kind of in- instinctual level kind of a scary thing cuz like okay finally the gloves are off mm-hmm. here's how evil I'm going to be and yeah. you're on you're the protagonist is never ready for it the reader is never ready for it yeah and it's just it's just a powerful moment
0: and, and especially cuz you spend most of the movie with him straight up near convincingly denying it yeah
3: well, it's a sociopath.
0: Well, yeah, but that's why like, it's such. It's like it's a relief and horrifying at the same time. Of, see,
1: I knew it was you,
0: and oh fuck, it was you. <laughs> because then, then
1: that thought is like, I knew it was you. You've just admitted to it. Now I have to take the next step. Now, yeah. I have to kill you. Yeah, and it's like now I have to. Then, then that just unpacks a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just a hard moment, and I like that it's delivered to this movie's credit, kind of in an understated way. Yeah, and it's just it's a powerful moment and a powerful line that i really liked
4: right uh tom do you want to go i have two on deck
2: uh well i will go because i had two and that was one of mine <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, so i just go with the uh the smoking line uh, i told you i got lung cancer it's metastasized you yeah. smoke all the time <laughs> yeah well that's how it works <laughs> <a plan. laughs> i'll be dead in a year oh man that's a good one so we
4: you mentioned it earlier brian my favorite like Poignant written line in the movie, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal says that nobody writes about anything but themselves.
1: Oh, true.
0: Mention
4: that. Uh, yes, my favorite um, delivery is uh, when they they get Ray and uh, and Ray's like, "You can't do this. You're a cop. You're crazy, man." And, and Michael Shannon delivers, "I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so, Ray." <laughs> 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 it's so
0: good. Yeah, he's really good in this. Um, okay, so the uh, the review session today I don't think will be difficult because there's hundreds of these movies. Um, it might be tougher to tie them into this movie, but we'll see okay. any movie about literature, and you can take that however you want
3: literature
4: literature dead literature. poet society oh jeez is that is it, that your final it's actually made it kind of made me feel the same level of darkness and it's it was really beautifully done, both yeah. of them yeah uh
0: mine's gonna be a weird one um but it's the one that I kept thinking about the whole time I was watching this movie, even though it's barely related. Uh, the NeverEnding Story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no,
3: that's what I was going to do, and I love that movie, and you don't.
0: That's twice I've taken it from you. That uh, gives me so much joy. Uh, <laughs> what's crazy is
1: that he took it from you.
0: <laughs> twice. twice. Um, you
3: better fucking tie that in, because there's a lot of things that I could tie into that right now.
0: Well, that sucks, doesn't it?
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you do it wrong, but, I'm just going to build on it.
0: I'm choosing The never ending Story, because it's about a kid who reads a book. And then we see the book unfold as the kids reading it, and that's it.
3: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much what? more to add, but I
0: wow. knew it was gonna piss off True if I went for less. No, you go ahead. You go. No, ahead. no, no. It's it's oh. fine. Hey, True, which one's yours?
3: Oh, it was, are we going to talk about uh, how uh, the never Story? i is were about the
0: never-ending Story. You have to go with everyone.
3: No, oh, <laughs> but how a never-ending Story is about a child dealing with the death of his mother, uh, and how he doesn't know how to cope with it. And the nothing kind of symbolizes the entirety of his uh, emotions towards death.
0: No, I'm just going with it's a kid reading a
4: book. Mm. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is still available. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's well, technically I just tied into Brian, so. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Never Ending Story 2. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go. I will say The Princess Bride because it's a movie about revenge and nice. a, a book being written. Yeah, Very nice. Th- awesome. Uh, I don't know if it's as uh, as enjoyable of a ride as Princess Bride, but <laughs> oh. it, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely a ride, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. yes.
3: I, I'm just gonna add in real fast that the 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 fields of sadness or the bog of sadness or whatever is totally like kind of su- the same emotional level as we had during the the entire car sequence in yeah. the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Or it's just about a kid reading a book.
5: Mm. Amy <laughs> uh, Adams reads a book. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll go. Um this one's kind of a little bit meta on it,, uh, the road. Okay. And it's more of the relationship I had reading the book and then seeing the movie. But like that I had that same kind of interplay of just being so wrapped up in the story, the sure. book being in it, just being so consumed by it, and then by the end be so devastated by it. And just that just to, I kind of, to kind of mirror that kind of escapism that the book provides and the projection you do to books, like that relationship. I thought was I for me connects that to this movie. Okay, yeah. That
0: works. Um was that everybody? Cool. So that brings today's episode to a close on nocturnal animals as we've uh, ever been kind of doing lately as you can tell around the table. I'd say we recommend it. It might not be your favorite movie in the world, but I'd say it is. You a s- really
3: have to be willing to sit with it and yeah. yes, the beginning is jarring. Yes,
0: it is. Dealing a, with an open mind. Yes, but it's a solid recommendation from after the hype. Uh so plugs you can find us athpod.com where you can find uh all of our new articles like all of our hype to remembers. we have a few other ones we have cellulades which was a apparently uh Greg Rucker read one of our most recent uh, articles there. Way to go, Emily, on getting Greg Rucker to read your your Wonder Woman article. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And we got a new music segment. We got a new music segment. Uh,
4: I have not listened to it yet.
1: I've listened to it Uh, twice. It surprisingly works. I
4: didn't (laughs) know there would be three or four entries from John Williams on there. I couldn't (laughs) have changed that. (laughs) That that was on purpose. That's on purpose. Yeah. Uh,
0: But that will be coming out every Friday morning. So if you're listening to this today on Thursday, tomorrow morning, you can get our next week's playlist. And uh, it's going to be. Weekly, we're going to do somewhere between 15 to 25 songs. Yeah, And it's uh, on Spotify. And it's mm-hmm. on Spotify. So, uh, and I will
3: and not what's cool send my music a day Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and what's cool about it is when you're listening to it, it pulls up the app so you can navigate the rest of the site mm-hmm. and read the articles. And your Spotify app is what's doing the work of playing that in bed. So that's a really smart move on their part. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's really, really neat. So you can actually read bed? all the articles, yeah. all the cellulities, yeah. all yeah, the types of yep. Yeah, In bed.
0: Yeah, or just listen in bed. Um, make sure but naked. yeah, I will. I will <laughs> promise now that I will put in one ridiculous, does not fit the rest of the songs. One song every week. This week's was a uh, Wild Wild West. I thought yeah. that was a great. Yeah. I didn't pay attention was great to any
3: of the guys' you, music. You guys had. <laughs> I but thought mine were all over the board. It
0: actually kind of worked. Sure, it's so a I soundtrack. Got, yeah. yeah, I got to do better next time. But I will find one that will make people go. Only one wait, of why? Only <laughs> one of
3: my songs that I was going to put on was from a movie
0: that's fine you can put in whatever you want that's the joy of it yeah um, Yeah. and then uh, what else do we have coming up nothing else
2: right that's it No, yep. uh, that's it from us that's it from us Tom do you have anything to plug uh, uh, no I've kind of uh, been doing a whole lot of nothing I cool. went home visited family. I yeah. visited family nice I recommend doing nothing it's actually yeah. pretty <laughs> awesome. yeah, that's a pretty solid <laughs> that's plug. a nice, yeah. that's uh, a nice uh, thing um, responsibility is a good thing do you have any new fashion
0: lines or uh, movies well, coming I, up I got the hobo uh, oh the right right line the spray. hobo line I forgot about that one my bad
2: comes with yeah, the freak yeah shotgun
1: Nice.
0: Is shut it, off, is, isn't it right? um, like shut uh, up.
1: what was it called? Like Dara de- leaked or something like yeah, that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh,
0: and Chewy, did you have any of your shows to plug right now or no?
3: Uh, well, I'm back on Drunk History, yeah. so. Um, but isn't
0: the season finale of Superstore coming up here soon? I think it already aired. Did it already air?
3: Please go watch Superstore. Yeah. Uh, and then watch Drunk History and. Whenever that comes out. Mm-hmm.
4: If you're watching, if we're plugging our own uh, uh, projects, I mean our the shows we're working on, uh, check out Last Call with Carson Daly. I I work on that pretty regularly. We have actually done some awesome interviews with Michael Shannon, and we interviewed Isla Fisher for this movie. So mm. those are all available on Hulu or on NBC.com
0: are they available on YouTube not sure okay. Hulu. I'm sure if you look Hulu? hard enough so you'll find them on YouTube you on, yeah.
3: on my shows say... if you see a couch has moved a little bit uh you can thank me for that <laughs> <laughs> uh if you and you listen to Ryan's if you the, something sounds a little pitchy or a little or a nice good beat to everything you can thank Ryan for but that I,
4: I, I don't make music I record the interviews <laughs> yeah
3: but don't you control like the levels
4: yeah, but not... But not the mix. But not, post. not the final mix
0: oh, in right. post. Well,
3: I'm trying to think of how they can think of you, Ryan. If they
0: can hear it, they can thank Ryan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't hear it, you can think locations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you very much, Tom, for coming out, for putting up with all of our Tom Ford jokes. I expected more.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, I did, too. Too much to say too. about Nocturnal Animals, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was a bad movie. It was a movie. Go see it. Yeah. Uh, and would, that, Let's, let's we, wait eight more years for the next one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah.
3: When we... Uh, our photo for this we should definitely uh, make sure we tweet it and such at tom ford and yeah. ask him to tell us what he thinks of our outfits yes that'd be
0: perfect <laughs> he's gonna love my spider-man shirt yeah. Yeah. he's uh, gonna love my
1: hyrule shirt <laughs> <laughs> what uh, we about
0: next week uh next week we have la, la land uh and then the week after that, or it might be our alien battle those are the two that we are recording next Saturday for us uh, and I don't remember exactly what so it's up the in the air yeah so <laughs> it's which, it depends on when Alien comes out which I don't remember up right in now. the
3: air just like Emma Stone and uh, Jake Ge- or no, not Jake Ge- no. no
0: not Emma Stone it was Anna Kendrick Anna. and George Clooney <laughs> Wait, no I'm talking
3: <laughs> up in the air in La La Land when they're floating oh Emma, Emma
4: Stone, Stone and, and, and Ryan Gosling no spoilers I haven't watched it till next week that was a crucial part <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about the movie up in the air <laughs> the time that was listen a season movie you will
0: have watched it that's true So thank you very much. I know there's a million movie podcasts out there. We thank you for listening to this one.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.